The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Everybody and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. It's time to do some matchmaking on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network. I am Mike Hack. Thank you for joining us as we discuss the fallout and the what's next for the notable names coming out of UFC Vegas 30 this past Saturday. And I wish the UFC would continue this trend of doing early fight night cards. This was this was a delight. I got to just relax and be a fan and watch BKFC and. Just, just enjoy the night without any pressure. It was great, but uh, that's beside the point. Joining me in this venture is, of course, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the prince of positivity, Mr. Alex Kaylee. Hello, my best friend. How's it going on this fine day? You're muted. I am. My best friend. <laughs> Take two. My best friend. It's a beautiful day. Uh I can't even believe we're talking about the UFC. That UFC card was so long ago now. I mean, I'm used to I'm used to like just waking up and and it's still being fresh in my brain because we were working on it till you know Lord knows what time in the morning. But but we've had another major combat sports event since then. I mean, do people even want to hear the matchmaking for UFC Vegas 30 right now? They're probably all buzzing about BKFC. They could be talking about Bellator and PFL from the night before. Ah, oh, gosh. But you know what? I I, I enjoyed the card, the uh, UFC card. I, I think we should talk about it. You know, uh, I get I get it. It's a distant memory at this point. I think there was a Ryzen. Was there a Ryzen last night too? I don't know what's going on in combat sports anymore. It's just, this game is crazy. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was a, it was a nice card, man. It was, it was, you know, what they say, Mike, those cards that nobody's talking about. They're the ones that always deliver. Uh, so that uh, that adage certainly certainly stood out. I think on Saturday. Yes, and it was also the 
quote-unquote go-home show for UFC 264, which goes down in less than two weeks. And I thought the promo oh. packages for Poirier McGregor 3 were very well done and uh, got me very jacked up for this. But Intense. Yes. That is just... This has some history. Yeah, I think they've 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 squared off before. <laughs> you know, history. they've had some negative uh, interactions. They've had mm. quite positive interactions. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to meet somewhere in the middle, heading into <laughs> July 10th. But that is July 10th. Let us go back to this past Saturday and let us begin with, in my opinion, I don't know how you feel about this. This is probably the toughest piece of business on the card because Cyril Gone. Passed his biggest test with flying colors. He outclasses Alexander Volkov. Is a great performance. Moves to nine and zero as a pro. He's six and zero in the UFC. But like we talked about on the previous show, AK, he's not in the best spot right now because there's a massive logjam above him in this heavyweight division. We haven't gone to the champion, who's Gon's former teammate. There's clearly a story there, but. Gon's probably not getting the next title shot unless just a string of bad luck happens to everybody above him. He's presumably, you know, Ngannou, that is, pronouns pal, getting set to fight Derek Lewis later this year. There's John Jones, there's Stipe. All those guys are in the mix for the heavyweight title. So what do we do? What do we do, AK? Mike, I, I didn't find this difficult because I did what I always do when I'm faced with a challenge, uh, <laughs> a challenge of this magnitude. I gave up. I gave up. Uh, and, you know, that's a policy that served me well in my life. <laughs> Uh, children, 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 I know we have a lot of uh, under, you know, uh, children listening to the show. Uh, don't be like me. Uh, but, but what I mean is, you know, we discussed prior to the show, everything you just said, uh, how as cool as, you know, as cool and as competitive as this matchup was, uh, Gon and Volkov, uh, we knew it's not going to lead to anything big in the immediate future for either Gon or Volkov. So we were, we were prepared for this. Uh, so I just, I pretty much just had to go down my rankings, see who's free, see who makes sense, see who else is kind of on a win streak. Uh, and I'm just gonna go uh, Gon and Martin Tybora. Uh, it's not, it's not a sexy matchup by any means. It's certainly at the point now where Gon has more to lose from that kind of fight than he does to gain. <laughs> no fun intended. <laughs> uh, and, and originally I think I wanted Tybora to fight uh, uh, Rosenstrike, but again, Rosenstrike now is booked for for Curtis, but he got a quick turnaround, so not a quick turnaround, I should say, but a quick booking, so he's already ready. So, so that fights off the table for me. That means uh, Martin needs an opponent. He's on a win streak. Uh, so yeah, him and Gone, a good fight. Not not the test, not sort of the the kind of cool fight for Gone that we've seen in his, his last two outings, where we'll like learn more about him. And again, really dangerous fight. I mean, uh, Tabura is very different from Volkov or uh, or Rosenstrike, but. Again, if we, if Gon has to fight in between now and and getting a title shot, I went pretty uh, conservative with my pick. I know there was another popular uh, choice out there. I don't know if that's what you're going to go with, Mike. Yeah, I, I honestly am not sure. I like to be surprised when I open up the old DMs and see what people are suggesting. But the, look, the correct and very basic and boring answer is he's just going to have to wait and see yeah. how these pieces fall. But honestly, with Curtis Blades getting the fight with Jarzinho. Yeah, he could sub it and fight Blades if something were to happen to Rosenstrike heading into UFC 265 or in September, whatever, the 266. These are so far away at this point. But uh, I thought Cyril Gan had a tremendous performance. I thought he did a lot of things right. But I think he made a massive mistake when he had a microphone in front of him. He should have gotten on the microphone and not called for a title shot. He shouldn't have called for Francis. He shouldn't have called for John Jones or anybody like that. He should have called out Stipe. He should have absolutely called out Stipe. In fact, 
it makes because it, it makes sense for both guys, AK. Like it makes sense for Stipe because it would probably be a smart idea, especially with the John Jones factor looming upon us, to get in there and get another win against a top contender, which in a fight he'd probably be favored in. And then it's a no-brainer to get back to a title shot. For Gan, he would have the chance to take a massive roadblock out of his path to the title. He can stay active. That's a main event or a co-main event on a pay-per-view. He's going to get paid pretty well to take that fight. And if he beats Stipe, I mean, he could literally, after that win, fight for the belt next if they can't come to terms with John Jones. So if I have to make an actual pick, that's the fight that makes the most sense. But he might not get it because I think it was kind of a lapse in judgment. He looked too far ahead. He didn't look far behind. But he should. There was a, a an interesting choice right in front of him that I think he could have gotten had he been vocal about it. Stipe was the guy, and without this fight, it's gonna take an awful long time for him to get a title shot. Ak. Yeah. Look, uh, Daniel Cormier gave him the chance post fight. What do you want next? And he was just he gave he gave a very bland answer. He said, "Just I'm I want the next challenge. I'm ready for the next challenge," uh, and which is cool, very classy thing to say. But yeah, that's the kind of thing that does not move the proverbial needle that does not get the matchmakers shuffling their papers and hitting their phones their texted phones to to figure out what to do with you they probably saw it and they're like okay cool we can we don't have to worry about this guy for another <laughs> for another couple of months and that's really not where you want to be when you're coming up back-to-back main event victories you should be getting the having the matchmaker sweat a little bit so uh yeah again another great win for gone yes we got to work on the call out skills mike definitely definitely need to work on that a little bit yeah, be like, Stipe, I know you're trying to put on size, but don't bother, bro. You could be 285 pounds. I'm still going to start you. I'm oh, going to send you back to Cleveland with another loss, bro. Let's go. Boom, he would have gotten that fight. But I digress. Good win for Cyril Gunn. Alexander Volkov is in a pretty rough spot now because he really needed that one. Because I don't know if he's ever going to get to a title shot at this point with the way this division looks right now and some of the guys Harsh. coming up. Yeah, it's, just that, it's, it's not that he's a bad fighter. It's He's he's a really good fighter. He's a very dangerous man, but he needed this one a lot more than Cyril Gan did. But we move ahead to the co-main event. We saw Tanner Bozer get back in the win column. He snaps a two-fight skid, stops Ovin St. Pru in the second round in a finish that, AK, to put it lightly, it has been mired in controversy because there was... We'll call, everything's a gate, so fence grab gate, which, by the way, if you watch the replay or watch anything, 100% clear there was no fence grab. So that's not the controversy. The controversy stems from referee Jason Herzog because he thought Tanner grabbed the fence and he went over and clearly made contact with OSP. I couldn't tell watching it multiple times if he, if, if he made contact with Bozer. And I'm not sure if he did, but it doesn't matter. He put his hands on OSP, and then he changed his mind. So OSP is appealing the TKO loss because he was in a pretty good spot. He was on top of Bozer, who was on his back. Herzog comes over, looked to pause, changed his mind, and then the entire complexion of the fight changed after that. So before we matchmake for Bozer, who won the fight, AK, fellow Canadian, and deserves to be talked about for winning the fight, we know how difficult it is for these things to get overturned, right? But does OSP have a gripe here? Like, does he have a point? He has two gripes, actually. Uh, one, Jason Herzog, I want to say first, I think one of the best, most consistent officials uh, in the sport. So I'm, 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 uh, it wasn't, it, that was not a great uh, showing for him, for sure. Deserving the criticism. I, I'm sure when he gets a chance to review the footage, he's going to, 
he's gonna feel you know he's gonna feel pretty pretty bad about it. I think he, I, I do think that there was that one moment of contact that uh, that really can't be ignored. I mean, I know people will um, I know people will will say, oh, like how much of a difference could it make? I mean, that can make all the difference in the world, especially during what turned out to be the fight ending flurry. Uh, that's a big deal. So uh, the other thing is, Mike, you don't know, but uh, Canadians, we actually have uh, a sixth finger. So I know you. I know the replays seem to have absolved Tanner. They're like, oh, clearly he's making a fist. How could he? We have a sixth finger. It's called the thingle, and uh, it's uh, thick enough to extend out and actually latch into the cage. Uh, so sorry, Tanner. I'm, I'm sorry to call you out, uh, and also to all my other Canadians for revealing our freakish secret. He does. He did have a sixth finger. That that's and I believe it's the only explanation because if you watch the footage, it. I mean, he just, he did, he just, I don't know, maybe it was also the, the glove, the tension from the glove was able to kind of latch onto the, the fence, because it, it did, like, seem to boost him out of the position he was in. So, a uh, great move, I, I'll say, great move by Bozer, obviously nothing against the rules there. Uh, he just, he just, you know, found a way, he found a way to kind of get that glove right against, uh, at a, on a part of the fence where it, it helped him just give him a little bit of leverage, so... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if that's going to work for everyone. Uh, it could be a heavyweight thing. It could be a hand size, glove size thing that lets you do that. But really, a unique moment because it did. Uh, you know, Dan Cormier in the moment thought for sure he must have grabbed the fence, and the replays, there's no way. It's not possible. All, all his fingers were, were pulled in. So, um, what was I talking about? Oh, who's who should? Oh, does he have a gripe? Yeah. Uh, sorry, does OSP have a gripe? Yeah. So back to the original question. Best based on the uh, the moment with Herzog. Yeah. I mean, like you said, is the chance of getting overturned? I mean almost slim to none uh i think they'll you know there'll be some some statement made about oh you know we'll address these issues in the future and uh, the referee may have made uh, had a moment of uh of incidental contact uh, but um yeah i don't think it gets overturned i don't think they run this one back it was kind of thrown together to begin with so osp is gonna have to uh sit on this l unfortunately yeah, he he absolutely has a gripe here, and yeah. and I don't I'm not taking anything away from from Tanner's win, and I mean we saw that first round OSP did absolutely nothing. I don't even think he landed. I don't even know if he threw a strike in that first round. I was gonna round. say yeah, you said you were gonna say landed. Like did anything get out there? It's... But he takes you know he's just, he's a consummate slow starter. Takes Tanner down, gets him inside control. That is not a good place to be if you're fighting Ovin St. Pru mm-hmm. uh, and Tanner. It is what it is. He got up, finished the fight, did what he needed to do. How much impact did Jason Herzog in that moment have? I have no idea. But when I tweeted out that Jason Herzog didn't do a great job during the fight, I got absolutely destroyed. Oh, what? he didn't grab the fence, all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, sis, of course, because we want to make sure that everybody gets involved here. What are you doing? Like, I'm not talking about the fence grab or the lack thereof. It had nothing to do with it. The whole thing that I had the issue with was was Herzog going in there and making contact with the fighters. And when yeah. you do that, like OSP said in a statement that he gave us, that's a pause. It's a pause or the fight's over. So I totally understand where he's coming from. And I don't know if it gets overturned, but I think, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything quite like this in this kind of position where it's no, like about new. the referee and not about the fighter and yeah. he's got a gripe so we'll see what happens there but it certainly changed things in the fight and uh be that as it may tanner bozer deserves to shine great performance great first round he got his opening in the second blasted his way to a win so i like tanner a lot i think he's got a very high ceiling in this division mm-hmm. i think he's only going to get better i'm ready to give him another vet test i want to throw him in there with big ben ak 
I want to throw have him to. in there with Big Ben and have see if to. he can add that name to his resume. So I, he's got something. He's a good fighter, good stand-up. He's got heart for days. He's great on the mic. That's my pick. That's the one. That's the one. That's Look, the one. Uh, again, controversial or not, like we said, there's, there's going to be an appeal. He's back in the W column. He's back in the W column. Uh, he did the UFC a favor uh, by you know doing this quick turnaround and stepping in to fight a, a pretty dangerous guy, maybe a smaller opponent, but a pretty dangerous guy, and uh, and did himself a favor by kind of getting that the bitter taste of that Elio Latifi split decision loss out of his mouth. A lot of fighters don't get that opportunity. A lot of fighters might kind of stew on it, you know. Um, so good for him for for. I don't even know. I'd love to know how this opportunity came about because it's not, again, it wasn't a heavyweight fight originally, uh, but I guess OSP really wanted to stay on the card. So, so yeah, so that happened. But yeah, no, Ben Rothwell is the way to go. A great, great matchup of styles. Um, uh, yes, Rothwell is more experienced, but B- Bozer has has plenty of pre UFC experience. Um, and it's actually, I'm just looking at now, seven UFC fights so far since since joining the promotion. So he's been getting busy. Uh, yeah, B- Big Ben's the way to go. I, I don't think a lot of people are gonna, gonna argue against that. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down, and new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. AK, what is the deepest, most absurd division in MMA right now? Let me think. Let's see. You know, your average, uh, your, your average plebeian, uh, let's say, I'm going to make up a fan. Let's say, no, no, let's just say his name is uh, Jed. Let's say, just out of not Jed. You know, let's say you're, this is your, your typical simple-minded MMA fan, well, you know, might be like, oh, it's lightweight. Oh, it's always lightweight. Lightweight's been the deepest, toughest division for like the last 10 years. Like, yeah, that might have been true once upon a time. It's in a great division. It's always a great division. But these days, Mike, you got to be talking about 135. That is the correct answer. It is Bantamweight, AK. Mm. And Timor Valiev gets a huge win over Hyoni Barcelos. The fight was awesome. It was as expected. Dana White thought we didn't know about this fight when we all knew about this fight. In fact, we all knew about it so much, it got bumped to the main card because this was a prelim fight until the internet went wild and then it got bumped to the main card as it should have been. It got fight of the night as expected. I will say, okay, I scored this fight for Hyoni Barcelos. I thought 
he might have gotten outvolumed in the third, but he landed the harder and cleaner shots in the third. Mm. Damage goes to Barcelos to me. Uh, but that's my silliness. Certainly not a robbery. Certainly no issue with Valley of getting the nod. And again, I have an issue with the scoring. One judge gives Barcelos a 10 8 when it should have been a 10 8 across the board. So at worst, yes. this should have been a draw for Barcelos, in my opinion, because I mean, the difference between a 10 9 and a 10 8 is just. It's it's ridiculous. We need to do mm-hmm. something about scoring, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain about this every single time we talk about these fights. But Valiev wants a top 15 guy, AK. Are you ready to give it to him? I am. Technically, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, I, I was looking back a little bit first, but then I realized I really wanted to see him fight. Well, first I had one name in mind, and then I forgot this guy as an opponent. My first thought was Song Yadong. I thought Song Yadong, perfect fight for him. Then I remembered Song Yadong is fighting... Casey Kenny, uh, UFC 265, August 7th. So I think either of those guys. I think I think the winner of that fight, that's the way to go. I believe Song, I believe they both have a number next to their name. Excuse me. And I don't recall uh, which one's higher right now. I think Song might still be higher. But uh, Kenny, you know, we've said it for the longest time, is is a future title contender. Song had a bit of a slip up in his last fight, but I think still looks like a still looks like a guy who could contend. Super young. Both guys are, are really young. Um, and I think Valiev is 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 properly rated right now some people might might be surprised that we're kind of pushing him, him so far up considering he's just got a second ufc win he had the weird fight with trevin jones which again he probably could have won in the first round were not for some odd officiating decisions so he could be three and now in the ufc right now and he came into the ufc with a lot a lot of hype behind him just like classic blue chip hype so for me he's he's I don't want to say he's three and zero because I don't want to take away Trevin Jones coming back and doing what you know, doing what he did. But um, uh, you know, you can you can only fight when the referee allows, right? So uh, I think this is the right game. I'm not going top ten yet. I'm going. He's, these guys need to fight for that top fifteen spot still, and then after that, winner of that clearly, clearly um, gets someone in the top ten if they can uh, can shake a name out of there. But yeah, so uh, UFC 265. That's when we'll find out. I think who Valia fights. Yeah, I- I'm going to call him two zero and one because that. I believe it was overturned to no contest. It was, yeah. Which is silly. I mean, it's just silly with the whole marijuana thing. Luckily, we don't have to deal with that anymore. That's but, dang- uh, it's so dangerous, Mike. I know. It's a, it's Gosh, poor Valley. <laughs> I'm amazed Valley did as well as he did. I know. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm ready to give him a top 15 guy, okay? Uh, and I kind of feel bad that I'm throwing this name out there as an opponent because I f- feel for him. Uh, Cody Stamen is the guy. Okay? Oh, yes. Uh, you got to feel for him a little bit. Because this guy has fought an absolute murderer's row <laughs> of, of like wily veterans, now champions, up and comers, like, and now you got to go from Marab to Wallace Willie to Timor Valiev. That is not fun, but somebody's got to do it. And uh, unfortunately for Cody Stamen, he's in this position right now. So that's where I'm at. I'm going with Cody Stamen. The number fifteen ranked Stamen to uh, to welcome Timor Valley of potentially to the top fifteen. So now AK, per- like, I want to say, go ahead, say sir. Cody. I would say I don't think there's one fight that he has been favored in. I, I'd have to look at the odds. I'm trying. I'm just looking at his UFC resume. I know he wasn't favored against Terry and Ware, Tom Duke and why he definitely wasn't favored against uh, Brian Caraway. I'd be surprised if he was. Ultimate Sterling, he definitely wasn't. I'm just going up. Uh, Alejandro Turbo Perez, maybe. I'd have to look that one up. Song Yadong, I don't think he was favored. Brian Kelleher, maybe. And then I know his last two fights, he wasn't. Uh, Marab Dvalashvili and uh, Jimmy Rivera, he was not favored against either of those guys. So, yeah, when you talk about a guy 
who's people might, again another guy we like, look at his record is like oh five three and one like a very it's modest it's like he's fought nothing but guys who were expected to beat his ass so <laughs> and 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 valia for uh, valia i bet you would be a two to one favorite uh in a matchup if, if that if that matchup was made so it would be right in line with how they booked him yeah i'm looking up the history right now right? he was a big favorite in his in his debut he became a pretty oh, he almost was a, he was a favorite over terry and where minus 305 yeah he's a big really favorite. oh i thought cause i remember terry and where oh i got oh, sorry terry and where was on a bit of a middle of a losing streak. i remember he was quite a prospect at the time okay so there we go yeah Ta- uh duke and Wah became the favorite at minus yeah. 175 he was uh, stan became a minus 160 favorite against caraway did he okay uh he's a dog against sterling uh, he's a pretty big favorite against Alejandro Turbo. Perez. Okay, I can see that. Uh, massive dog against Song Yidong. Uh mm-hmm. He was favored. He was favored almost a two and a half to one favorite against Brian that. Kelleher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favored against Jimmy Rivera. Was he? Oh no, slight dog. Slight it was like dog. basically so, a pick him. Yeah. Uh, and if you fought Askar Askar, he would have been a six to six to one favorite. Okay, but and then Rob, we know he was massive underdog. dog, massive yeah. underdog on that one. So okay, I may I may have overstated it, but I I, I think but the still you're right. Fights. You make yeah, a great a, point. A lot of the fights, yeah, a lot of the fights. I think he was the underdog. So. Now, AK, per the official onto the next one rules, if a fight does not have a clear winner and loser, oh, yes. officially, we just don't get to make any matchups for those fighters. And we're talking about Andre Feely, who looked absolutely sensational until his finger accidentally got into the eye of Daniel Pineda and hashtag MMA rears its ugly head yet again, AK. And no contest. That one ending really sucked, did it not? That like that if in in a weekend that had a lot of great moments and storylines, this was probably this is one of the worst things that happened the entire weekend and from an unfortunate standpoint. Is it not? And and seeing Daniel Pineda, you know, made it worse. Was Daniel Pineda clearly wanted to continue fighting? He clearly couldn't. Uh, his that camera was right up and close. You could see his eye, his left eye was not opening up. It was not opening up. Uh, I know he said he could see. God bless him. He tried to guess how many fingers the the cage side physician was holding up. Uh, they asked him twice. You know, they covered up the one good eye, and they asked him how many fingers am I holding up? So tw- twice you could tell. What <laughs> the first time there was a big pause, and you're like, okay, he probably can't see. And then the second time, clearly guessing. Uh, Dan Pineda is so tough. He really did. He, he said right after he was like, I was getting effed up, uh, uh, you know, and he wants to run it back, but he knows he was getting, he was getting beaten this time. So yeah, super tough break for Feely, who was starting to live up to like exactly what I said, um, pre-fight. I was like, I think this is the beginning of a run for him. Uh, and he looked it like, he looked like a class above Pineda. And then, um, you know, the eye poke happens and, and uh, the stoppage completely justified. You, you, you just can't go on after that. But yeah, real bummer for both guys. Yeah. Feel looks tremendous. Pineda, I don't know how this man is not human. He's not human. How did he get out of that first round? I have no idea. Oh, um, but Feely looked tremendous, and hopefully, you know, they kind of treat him as the victor in a way and move him up against. Unfortunately, featherweight is ridiculous too, so he's not gonna have. He, he's gonna have a step up, and it ain't gonna be an easy one, that's for sure. But let us head to the welterweight division. AK Tim Means has now won three straight. He defeats Nicholas Dalby. He survived a a late surge from Mr. Dalby, if you will. And AK, something tells me we are on the same page with this one because I, I will say I was the co-conductor alongside of you of this train, and then I hopped off like two weeks later. But now, at least in my eyes, all aboard once again. What is it? Unless you're the one jumping off the the train this time you, around, I think you I think you better go first because I actually went in a different direction than you're expecting. Oh my gosh! No, I know. 
We're not lobbying for Robbie anymore. I'm I'm lobbying for Robbie. I am absolutely lobbying for Robbie. Robbie Lawler, that's the fight. Just just do the damn thing. <laughs> He's won three in a row. Give him Robbie Lawler. Let's just let's just see what happens. See and, and try to boost him up a little bit. Lobby for that, Robbie is back, that, AK. That to me is my one issue. And but if it happens, amazing. I'm not I'm not I'm not lobbying against Robbie. That's never gonna happen. <laughs> But I'm sort of not actively lobbying for Robbie right now. So the thing with me is, now that he has won three straight, I feel like we can start like actually. And I know, I know, again, means the point is career where he doesn't necessarily care about this. But like kind of pushing him up to more active guys that are in the top fifteen. So well, a fight with Robbie Lawler would be amazing. I think he's 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 earned himself a fight against someone who's currently in the win column. I. If you, I feel like you're going to hate me for, for picking this and not going with Lobby for Robbie, but uh, I'd love to see Tim Means fight Santiago Ponsonibio. I think it's a good fight. I think they're both experienced guys. Uh, it's one of those fights I'm surprised has never even been booked. I was, I was looking back. I'm like, did I miss a booking? And it was like canceled for whatever reason. I think they're right around the same part of their careers right now. The fight would be awesome. Uh, it would move one of them, not in the top 10, but like top 13, top 12. Maybe keep Ponsonibio there. And I, I, so I want to see that for means. I don't know if he ever fights for UFC title. I don't know if it matters, but I think he's earned now on three straight wins against good opponents. I think he's earned the chance to at least get back in that conversation, make one last really, really honest run, um, run to the tops. So, uh, and again, I'm not. I, I know a fight, a win with Robbie over Robbie Lawler might even do more for him because Robbie's a, you know, such a big name. But we're talking about just guys who are actually active and fighting and winning. Him and Ponzinibbio, that's that's where I went. I, I'm sorry, America. I'm sorry. Wow. I apologize. I can't believe this. Um, I know. Can I just say that Tim Means is like the Shelton Benjamin of the UFC, where okay. he doesn't have like the limelight that he should have. He's not going to get the promotional push that he probably should get, because he's got a great story, but no one, the, the UFC never really tells it. Uh, but when his name is on a fight card against anybody, people are like, yes, let's watch Tim Means fight. I think he's a very underrated guy on this roster, and he's a very valuable guy on this roster. He's not going to, like you said, he's probably not going to be a top five guy. He's probably not going to fight for a title, but he's a very valuable piece of this welterweight puzzle uh, just because he's such an exciting guy, and he's really good, and he's on a little bit of a surge right now. So good for Tim Means. Whatever he gets, I'm watching. Uh, But Robbie Lawler says he's ready to come back this year. So if he is, if that is the case, I'm lobbying once again. But let us move ahead to Hinato Moicano, who got back in the win column with a just a straight drubbing of poor Jai Herbert. The fight went pretty much exactly the way I thought it would. I went on the People's Pre-Fight Show, and I said, Hinato Moicano is walking out of the apex with a win and a bonus, and he shouldn't. He, he should have gotten a bonus. He should have gotten a bonus for that performance. He did not. And you know what, AK? There have been so many times... Where the name I'm going to say has been thrown out either by you, mostly the listeners, and I, Jose Young's on, on, on other shows. And I haven't necessarily agreed with it, but I'm all in on it now coming out of Saturday. So give me Hinato Moicano versus Alexander Hernandez, AK. It makes a heck of a lot of sense. To me, my best friend, this is the time to, uh, to throw Hernandez in there and, and give Moicano the opportunity to boost his stock a little bit because Hernandez he's in a little bit of a slump right now but he still has a, a bit of a name you know mostly because of the Cerrone shenanigans but yeah I think it's time for that fight yeah I like it I actually have people are gonna think I'm crazy again you know what 
So my so Alexander Hernandez's spot in the rankings, you know, was messed up from day one because of the the Dariush win, right? And it suddenly became impossible to kind of calibrate where he should be. Uh, I think uh, some rankings have kind of figured it out, you know, now that he's had a lot more experience in that one fight, kind of figured out where to put him. I still have him like hovering around like the top 25. People might disagree. People could have him anywhere out could easily have him outside of that. I definitely have Moicano outside the top 25. Uh, now, does he has the talent? I think he's a top 20 talent. No question. We saw that at featherweight. We've seen it in uh, a couple of his wins at lightweight. But the competition he's fought at lightweight, I don't think is. Uh, I don't want to say great. I would say it's not not that accomplished. It's not that accomplished compared to some of the people ahead of him in my in my mystery ranking. So I'm going with a very kind of boring, almost kind of out there pick, like one that has like no heat. I want to see him fight uh, Christos Iagos. Uh, it's again not a sexy matchup. I understand that, but uh, Christos has found himself in a nice patch of success in the UFC. Four out of five, uh, his last his last five appearances, and again a good test for Moicano. I, I'm not. I'm just not sure where Moicano is yet at 155. Um, again, he's. We know how good he can be. Uh, I, 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 he could be in the top ten uh, someday. I, I, I firmly. I, it would never shock me to see Hanato Moicano in the top ten 155 someday. It's a long way to get there. I mean, that would be late by the end of 22 if he gets the right fights but he could get there um but i want to see him really work his way up sort of the in a in a, in a, a slow way so hernandez would be a bit a bit big of a jump for sure if he, if he won that fight but uh, i'm going a little more middle of the pack right now let us now head to the wild card round where we are going to match up one fighter that has not been discussed in terms of future plans and we're going to do it now so ak who is your UFC Vegas 30 wildcard fighter? Well, it's funny you asked, Mike, because earlier you said, we don't match up fighters who are in uh, draws or no contests. Uh, so I'm cheating. I use my wildcard to cheat, to circumvent our rules. I I had to go with Feely. Uh, Feely, he won that. He, he finished him with the eye poke, Mike. All right, he finished him with one of the deadliest... <laughs> one of the deadliest of the traditional martial arts. You know, if, if, if uh, UFC were a real sport... Uh, this which fight would just be this would be a TKO via eye poke, um, but no, I I think he showed enough. Much like when we kind of were matchmaking for Leon Edwards after the uh, Bilal Muhammad fight, where we're like, okay, the fight didn't go the distance, but we we have a pretty good idea of where it would have gone. So I am I did view him as the winner. I do want to match him up with someone. It was a little bit tricky to find the right opponent for him. I want to give him a top fifteen guy. There just aren't a lot of names that made sense for him right now. Like I said, it's one of the best divisions. So everyone who's in the top 15 at featherweight is just the elite of the elite. Uh, and that includes a guy, I don't know if he's elite of the elite, but he's certainly uh, in the top in my top 10. He's been having his own trouble establishing himself as a contender, and I think this is a good matchup for him. So I would like to see uh, Feely take on uh, Danny Gay. Wow, I like it. Yeah, I think that could be fun. I am going... With Shafkat Rachmanov, A.K. Oh, 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 oh. I think this guy is the real deal. In fact, I think he's ready for a giant step up right now, and I think he can—he he has a very good chance of passing this test now. Was that a crack at uh, Michelle Prezeris's height disadvantage? Wow, <laughs> I didn't you. think about that. How dare you, Michael? I didn't mean that. A.K. mentioned it, Michelle. So if you're going to go after somebody, don't go after <laughs> me. Uh, now, I understand that this individual that I'm pairing Rachmanov with might not be overly thrilled with this piece of business because this is a deep and loaded division. He's coming off a win against an unranked guy. This is a name that you mentioned not long ago, AK. 
He just fought a surging prospect who came up short in his bid to get a huge win in a fight that will be mentioned in the fight of the year conversation. I want Rachmana versus Santiago Ponzinibbio, AK. That's the fight Ooh. I want to see because I ah. want to see I want to see Rachmanov in there with an absolute dog. And Damn. no one no one really I mean Neil Magny if they did Neil Magny I'm fine I want to see Magny Shmaev if they can't get that one done you want to throw Neil Magny in there with, with, with Rachmanov I'm cool with that too but I gotta see what happens like the second half of a fight between Rachmanov and, and, and Santiago Ponzinibbio just to see if Rachmanov can get into that deep water get into that dog mode against a guy like that who ain't going away that, I, I, I want to see it that's the fight I want to see I, I thought that immediately. As soon as the fight was over, I was like, man, can you imagine Rachmanov, Ponson, and B.O.? That's just a ridiculous fight. I would love – this is one of those uh, situations where I wish we had uh, a Dana White com, uh, press conference after. I would love to know what he thinks of Rachmanov. Um, I mean, we knew we knew right away, you know, you know, if you want to compare him to, you know, welterweight that was hyped up. We just mentioned Shemaev. We knew right away on Fight Island how excited – Dana White and the UFC were about Shamayev. I mean, he's got the full treatment. Uh, I'm not sure if Dana White knows who Rachmanov is. Uh, <laughs> they might have to show him a picture of <laughs> and a short clip of the fight to remind him. Because this guy, like you said, he is the real deal. Um, I have him in my top 25 already at welterweight, which is not easy to get into when you're only two UFC fights into your career. Uh, maybe maybe we're overrating him. I don't know. But again, uh, I've, no, I've seen some of his pre-UFC stuff. Obviously, his first two UFC fights looked great. He took out a veteran in uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Oliveira. I, I, I wish I could offer my own matchmaking suggestion for him. It wouldn't surprise me if they gave him a name like Ponzinibbio. It also wouldn't surprise me if they gave him another guy to kind of uh, uh, another guy with a, a closer uh, level of UFC experience to him that he can kind of, for lack of a better phrase, like style on. Because uh, I mean, there's not a lot of guys at welterweight you can style on. It's a very very tough division. But um, yeah, so I I, I like to, I think Ponzinibbio sounds great. I'd like to offer a counter. I just I'm looking at the list here and he's in a weird position because I jumped. Over a lot more, I jumped him over a guy, a bunch of guys with a lot more UFC experience. So uh, for him to fight um, fight someone closer to his level of UFC experience, he'd have to go quite a bit far back in the rankings, I think. So uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited for what's next. I just have no idea what it is. Yes, uh, yeah, and like I said this on the post fight show that uh, through many conversations I've had over the over the last year or so with his manager Danny Rubenstein. And I think Danny put this on Twitter on Saturday. His client roster is ridiculous. He thinks Rachmanov could be the top guy in his entire roster. And Pieter Jan's there. Michael Kies is there. A lot of really talented fighters. One that we're probably going to mention uh, with these listener suggestions as well, who made quite the impact in his Octagon debut on Saturday as well. So, yeah, I am all in on Rachmanov. I'm excited. And I don't know. His that? had never been finished. I know. 30, this was his 30th pro fight. He'd never been finished. He's fought like Gilbert Burns. Yeah. And he's never been, he, he beat Gilbert Burns, I think. He submitted he Alex Oliveira and Prezeris in back-to-back fights. That's insane for his first two UFC That's fights. Nuts. His That's resume nuts. is His resume is way better than Shemaev's right now. Way better. Yeah. It's not even close. Yes. No argument. It's no not argument. even close. Um, Bring it on, Shemaev, uh Hive. Bring it. Yeah, I mean, you could throw those. If, if you're still out there. Yeah, where are you? Where are you? Fight Rachmanov. Call him out. Dare you. Uh, do we have any check the tapes or buddy, mic checks buddy, or anything like that? Buddy, we got two mic checks, including one that literally just came in while we were recording. Oh, no. So one of them I at least had the chance to look over. This other one is going to be kind of unfiltered. So 
So again, for our listeners 12 and under, uh, I, I, I apologize ahead of time. No, no, no. These are these people who, they might check with love, Michael. They might check with love. So uh, Thomas Collins from Twitter first wants to say, so we gave him a little bit of a hard time last week. He, he claims that he had called Askarov versus uh, Alex Perez. And, and I had said, well, do we really count this? Because he had actually said, Askarov versus Perez Schnell winner that fight fell through so then he wanted credit for like saying well then technically I said Askarov versus Perez and Mike you were insistent that uh, maybe we don't give him credit in that situation so he says (laughs) this is my response he says I called for Askarov versus the winner of Perez and Schnell I was not calling for any one of the two fighters unlike Mike because I think you had defended I think you had made an example and you're like you know you're like oh I don't get credit for this matchup to Unlike Mike, who was suggesting a fighter, and he says he can't remember who, who should fight Uriah Hall or Sean Strickland, and therefore he was not being clear about who his matchmaking choice was. My matchmaking suggestion was a winner of a future fight, which would clearly be one fighter at the time I made the suggestion, and therefore I still call that a check the tape, as I look forward to your response. I gave him a half a point. He should be happy with a half a point. (laughs) All right, and sorry, and no. by the way, and by the way, this is a Sean Strickland thing because I said after Sean Strickland's last win that it just depended on whether Uriah Hall would be ready to come back quickly after the Chris Weidman leg break incident. Um, and I said if he was, if he did want to bounce right back and not wait to either rebook Weidman, which probably wasn't going to happen, or take another fight, then Strickland was the guy. So, Yeah. You know what? I'm feeling generous oh. today. It's a beautiful day what? here in Massachusetts. Are, are I give you, you I, I am officially crediting because of the respectful response, and he's not wrong. I don't I wouldn't say he's right, but he's not wrong. I'll give him a point. You get a point. You give me the full point. You're I'm giving him the, the full half. point. In, Mike, we've been, we, the, let we me write him half. down on the check the tapes board. No, we were You're on. You made Mike, it. I thought we, I, I, Mike, I thought we were going to use that half for ourselves. I thought we were going to just ca- just bank that half like Dana White does when there's a no contest <laughs> or a draw on a card. I, I've learned in life and fatherhood and oh. husbandhood, you got to pick your battles. You got to choose which hills to die on. I'm not dying on that one. So you can you get the point. Well, well, uh, well put together argument. Good rebuttal. You would you enjoy your point, sir. Damn it! I was going to use that. I was use that. I was going to use that half a point. That half a point was going to go towards the vacation. All right. This is our show. We can get half points for anything. That's not. We don't have an infinite budget of points, Mike. I don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> we have a, we have a certain amount of points budgeted for like again like a fight night card. We have a certain amount of points budgeted for each card. Anyway, uh, Nate Andrews. Okay. Uh, what was his? Oh, this is a this is a this is a, I think. Gosh, I'm not involved in this. This is a, a, te- a check the tapes for the post fight show for last night. Uh oh. I have uh, so this Nate Andrews on Twitter says I have a monumental gigantic shocking and vital Mike check if it's not too late on the post fight show Mike Casey and Jose were trying to think of comebacks of the year I guess when you he says when you were discussing uh, Enzachuku and Marquez yes Uh, he says he says he's honestly so steamed he can't remember how it came up three of these brilliant intelligent MMA journalists I really should have read this before three of these brilliant intelligent MMA journalists could not think of Olavera Chandler when thinking of great comebacks this year as much as Mr. Heck a well-respected fellow New Englander and a fantastic MMA mind 
has talked about how much he loved that fight. I cannot believe he did not mention that fight. Oliveira Chandler has to be comeback of the year because the belt on the line, the major push Chandler was getting, and the narrative of Charles quitting in fights being shifted in such a massive way. I'm shocked that Mike <laughs> forgot to mention that fight. To Mr. Heck, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, I cannot believe you just <laughs> did that to me. Okay, so he's 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 not wrong. He's yeah. he's probably right. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things where like the question pops up, and there's so much going on. By the way, dealing with this for the entire entire day and night, sometimes things slip our minds, and that was one of those mm-hmm. things that slipped our minds. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're gonna if you're gonna mic check me, we need to mic check everybody who watched the post fight show and streamed it live because we asked for like sure all right if you think of something just like throw it at us because sometimes we rely on stuff to like get the light bulb lit back up and that didn't happen no one even mentioned that because we went on to like a whole other thing i think the rock thing came up and we were talking about that and that was like 20 minutes by itself <laughs> uh but you're absolutely right the correct answer is charles Oliveira versus michael chandler um i don't know it's the comebacks are a little different because I mean Oliveira was on the brink of I mean being finished. Like if the referee had stepped in and stopped that fight, no one would have complained about it. The fight between Marquez and Inzuchukwu was Zuchuku, a little yeah. different. I mean it he was wasn't, this, he wasn't even really hurt in the first round. If we're yeah, being honest, he was down two rounds, no doubt yeah. about it. But he, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I he, just he I, was star- he was starting to turn around in the second. He was starting to turn around. Like you could you could it wasn't you could see the comeback coming you know what i mean yeah but i will say history yeah yeah and what and and another thing i said on the post fight show which i'm stink i'm completely sticking by and doubling down on if you're gonna fight kennedy and zachuku you better fight him right now like you better fight this man now yeah like don't fight him in 2022 or 2020 definitely don't fight him in 2023 you fight him now if you want to try to beat this man because he's only going to get better and better and better like his ceiling is very high i picked marquez to beat him and i was feeling pretty good about my pick until i saw the freaking standing body triangle in the first round i'm like you're really gonna just burn yourself out like this when you could just cruise to a win like what are you doing what are you doing but i digress thank uh, you for the I mic lo- checks gentlemen that. yeah that was nate andrew i love that mic check so much mike i'm gonna give him a point out of my uh my point salary people don't, we are paid and we are we are paid and on to the next one points uh, so Nate, I love that so much, and it made me laugh. So I'm going to give you, and, and uh, as Mike says, you're you're everything you said, completely accurate. So uh, a, a, a point for you, Nate Andrews, out of my that's Mike. Don't worry, that's coming out of my out of my bag. Don't worry about that. So yes, a point to Nate Andrews. Uh, no actual check the tapes. There weren't that many matchups uh, of note that were announced this week, if I'm if I can recall. So uh, yeah. no no check no check the tapes in that regard. We can move on to the listeners. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. To the peeps. To the peeps we go. Uh, standard disclaimer. Standard disclaimer, guys. Yes. We prefer to talk about winners. Uh, we prefer to talk about uh, mostly try to bring up unique matchups. Though, again, there's a lot of overlap. Uh, please keep in mind, guys, fighters could already be booked. That happened a bunch of times this week, Mike, and so I'm not reading out. If you guys are wondering why, oh, why was my response not read? You did not know that this person was already booked, so I didn't read it. Uh, you may have made some other mistake, weight class. They could have fought they could have fought this person already. You forgot. Uh, this, someone could be injured, and we just don't, I mean, why even mention that then? And, uh, of course, most importantly, your pick might just be a doo-doo, and uh, we don't want to read it. So keep that in mind, guys. If you send in something and it doesn't get read, you may have broken one of these rules yes uh let us begin with brandon nunez who coined the hashtag brown on brown last week after matt brown's win uh he said jeremiah wells after his great debut versus chaos williams that's a just a sick insane crazy fight right there there's a lot of williams mentions this we need to get this man a fight soon because i saw him he was matched up with literally every every uh welterweight on this card (laughs) uh shavkat rachmanov versus ponzinibbio yes that is absolutely the fight to make brandon uh feely versus dewadu volkov versus jarazinho i assume win or lose gone versus stipe so well done uh oh boy there's a lot of these all right, Ronan Murphy, he even warned me. New cards, so some picks are coming. Moikana with great wins, so maybe Drakkar close since he got annihilated against Benil, so it would be a good name for Drakkar if he wins and a good name for Moikano if he wins. Uh, Tim Means, I want him to fight Robert Lawler. There you go. Uh, annoyed about Feely versus Pineda, but definitely a good decision to stop the fight. think Feely would have won, so he should get a step up. He, he already fought Sadiq Yusuf, so sorry, you can't go with that one. Valve should fight Cody Stamen. I like it. Bozer should fight the Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy winner. What do you think about that, AK? You said that was, uh, sorry, for Bozer? Bozer versus the Tuivasa Hardy winner. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously I'd prefer Tuivasa. Uh, but I think either one probably wouldn't would make sense. I'm not against it. But Ben Rothwell's the way to go. And Ronan Murphy, who, by the way, we're listening this whole thing down, uh, would like Cyril Gons, Cyril Gons versus John Jones. What, that man is this a real this is set multiple people mentioned this and the first person who mentioned that I thought it was crazy I guess it's not crazy <laughs> I mean there's, and I guess we'll there's some Jones fight yeah that's what it like if, get in there and fight it get in there and fight a heavyweight please if John just gets is if John's is just like I just want to fight just give me anybody that's kind of what what he would want to see uh, yeah. Bryant Chambers had a ball tournament today since Nova Scotia finally started lifting restrictions ah Brian is a fellow Canadian shout there out. you go shout outs uh, so I missed the fights, but wanted to throw out four matchups. Gone versus the loser of whoever fights Francis for the title next. Bozer versus Walt Harris. Step back for Harris that he needs, and if Bozer wins, he finally gets that win he really needs. Uh, run back Pineda versus Feely. Rachmanov versus the King of Kung Fu. Salikov. Salikov. That's not a, That's a good fight, too. I'm okay with that one. He's a top 15 guy, so that works for me. Mm-hmm. Robbie Ryan. Good day, gentlemen. This week's comments on UFC Vegas 30. Don't know why Volkov gave up on the early success with attacking Gon's lead leg. Zero Gon versus John Jones would be entertaining as hell, but I think Gon versus Stipe will be the next appropriate matchup. Tanner Bozer looked great, but still question marks on his grappling. Heavyweight is so shallow, he could still face a ranked opponent like Bogoy Ivanov or Walt Harris next, though. Uh, 
AK, he I asked. Love, yeah. I don't love the Harris. I got saw some Harris's too. I, I I don't love the Harris matchup because again, but we have been we have been campaigning for a long time for them to just give Harris someone that he can just knock the hell out, and that I don't I do not think that is Tanner Bozer. Yeah, I think I think it's more just let's not get him in there with a the guy who could take him down and just smush him. Yeah, like let's Tanner give him Bozer, a chance. I think Tanner Bozer would beat him. Also, I, I think Tanner would him out, but like he's really he's so tricky and so fast on the feet. Like that's not no. I mean, I mean Walt Harris is really fast too for heavyweight. I should say, but yeah, but I, it's I a stand up fight, and I think that's why people kind of want to see it. Like it gives Walt more of a chance just because give Walt like Chris Barnett or you know I mean, I mean we know we want Chris Barnett, Rocky Martinez, but yeah. I don't know. Give him one of them, the winner of that fight. I don't know. Uh, let's see Andre Feely versus Shane Burgos. Why not? Feely, a very yeah. popular choice here, even though mm-hmm. uh, it ended. And just quickly on Poirier versus McGregor upcoming. Logic says Dustin, but I have a feeling Connor is something up his sleeve. So, Robbie Ryan's What's right. That? What does that mean? Uh, our man Sneakers Flippers back in our lives. <laughs> our big friend from Italy, Francesco. Gone versus Ngano. He's just going right for the belt. He's the true yeah. number one contender. Some people want it. Bozer, I saw this a couple of times. Bozer versus Alexander Romanov. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I saw it mentioned as well. Yeah, not not my again, not my favorite matchup for Bozer. Uh, Valley versus Stamen, Means versus Alex Morono, uh, Moicano versus Nazrat Hakparast, Rachmanov versus Jake Matthews, Julia Avila mm-hmm. versus Jessica Rose Clark, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Wells versus Impa Kasanganai. Yeah, uh, Avila versus Jessica Rose Clark is. I think that's. That's 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 the best matchup I think I saw suggested this week that I wish I thought of myself, because uh, uh, Jesse Jess is she did have a knee injury after her last fight, but I believe she she had said way back when she was expecting a mid, uh, twenty twenty one return. Obviously we're mid twenty twenty one now. Even if she's not ready now, you could probably give it a couple of months, and you know fingers crossed everything's. She seems to be back in, uh, back in training from what I can see. Yep. Um, so uh, yeah, hopefully I, I that that to me I think is my favorite uh, favorite listener suggestion that I saw uh, pop up a couple of times. Uh, we have a first timer, uh, and I apologize if I get this wrong. Uh, Kahan Hallinan. Uh, I like these where it's like full description and all this stuff. Yes. Uh, oh. Hey, we love, we like this. Uh, hey, yes. Hey, Mike, longtime listener to your shows. Few uh, opinions on matchups if you are interested. We are always interested. That's the basis of this program. If Jones really sits out for another year and Ngana Lewis 2 happens soon, I'd love to see Gon fight the winner. Otherwise, him and Stipe makes sense if Stipe would take it. But who knows with heavyweight? I like Valley versus Stamen or Rivera because he deserves a top 15 fight, and they're both coming off losses, so aren't really in the position to turn down any fights. I'm still going to lobby for Robbie with Tim Means, but for some reason, I'd really like to see how him versus the James Krause would play out. I like that idea as well. I'm yeah. sure he'd uh, want someone ahead of him in the rankings, though. Also, I'd like to just say I hate the Rachmana versus Hamzat Shemaev <laughs> matchup I've seen floating around social media. Although I don't think the UFC would make that fight anyways. Maybe in a year or two they could be fighting for the title. Finally, I just want to say that the BTL t- that the BTL tag team matchup this week was just peak entertainment, and uh, I would agree with that. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, Alec. I Nilian said he unfortunately missed the card for a job interview, which he got. Congratulations, Alec. We appreciate that. Oh, way to go. Well done. Well done, sir. Uh, but I think Arlovsky should get Volkov. Okay. I don't know if he'll win, but Arlovsky deserves one last chance yeah. for all the right. years he's put that in. Sounds like something that will that will happen. 
Uh, okay, Christian Lee. Well, I think I get a few more. Uh, hey, Mike and AK. Hope you all are well. Hope you are well as well, Christian. No, we're not the one lightweight champion, Christian not Lee. Not the one. That I, every time I think like, man, I, <laughs> we finally got him. We finally got him. Uh, haven't contributed in a few weeks, but still been listening. Rachmanov looked great. Possibly one win away from getting a ranked guy. How about Rachmanov versus Morono? I saw, yeah, I saw people suggest that one. Yeah, Morono is, is uh, you know, you talk about means being an important piece in the welterweight division. I think Morono is one of those guys now, too. I think he's, you can match him up against up-and-comers. You can match him up against veterans. You need guys like uh, like the great, what's it, oh, the great white, the great white to, uh, to, to keep that division together. So, yeah, good for Morano. For, by the way, and put, putting himself in that position. He fought himself into that position where he can get big fights. He can get up-and-comers. So, way to go. Uh, we already, yeah, we said that one. Uh, Enzachuku versus, uh, Mikhail Oleksaychuk. Don't mind yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, that we got. Uh, Tanner Boza versus Jared Vandera from our friend Matt Ravelli. That was a nice, oh. solid win, but I think that would be a fun fight. Give him some more confidence. Also, Gon versus Stipe, even though he wants to bulk up, this fight didn't do much for the heavyweight division for me. I think him versus Stipe would be good for the division. I wouldn't hate him stepping in to fight Curtis if something happens there as well. I agree. Uh, Will, our man Will, we already said that one, but he said Tanner Bozer versus Chris Dacus at some point. I know Chris has a fight, but Abdurakimov. Abdurakimov. Uh, Sean Bradley, <laughs> he's going different. No MMA, Tiafimo versus Loma 2, please. There sure. you go. Hey, we welcome all, all matchup suggestions. Run it back. And then I will read this one. This is from our friend uh, Magic Mighty sixty seven. Uh, he sent this to both of us. Hi, chaps. Not sure if I got this in on time, as I'm not sure if you're recording, as it was an early finish on the Saturday. Also, I know you don't like when I message you both, but also you seem to get upset oh. when I message one or the other, and I wouldn't uh, want yeah. to offend either of yeah, you. It's Magic Mighty Mart, of course. Hello, uh, sir. Well, thank you. And we, you can send them however you'd like. We're, we're, we're cool. Yeah. Uh, only two for me. Gone versus Lewis and Gano loser. He's right. I mean, another another one throwing him right in the title fight. Mm-hmm. And Rachmanov versus the winner of Nico Price versus Michel Pajera. Rachmanov, I'm telling you, will be a champ by the end of 2023. He's my wow. favorite prospect right now. Much love, guys. That's actually tw- end of 2023. That's actually a pretty conservative. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would not bet against that either. Yeah, I like that. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's mine. On to you, my friend. All right. Uh, as you mentioned, again, I don't want to read all the listener suggestions. I can tell you little guys, don't worry. I keep track of them all guys. I will, I will give you credit if some of these fights are made, uh, gone versus Miocic and, uh, lobbying for Robbie were by far the two most common suggestions. So, I, so again, I apologize to uh, Robbie lobbyists, uh, for not being fully on the train. Again, I'm not against it guys. I'm not against it. I've just kind of moved on from it for now. Um, so, but yeah, the two biggest by far, uh, Valia versus Stamen, also one that came up a lot. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I almost wish, I almost wish I'd, I'd picked that one, uh, for Moicano. I don't think I heard this in your listen suggestions, Mike, but I, I might have just missed it. Moicano versus Sarukian. Huh? That's a tough fight for, well, so, again, Sarukian is a tough fight for anybody. That's a big, uh, but I actually like, cause then, like I said, I don't feel like Moicano has separated himself from the, pa- the middle of the pack. At 125, just you do think he has to do more tough fights before we start talking about him against top 20, top 15, top 10 guys. So I like it. Uh, and that, a, a few listeners did as well. Is Sarukian ranked? And 
I don't think so. I think he no because he fought. Uh, he lost to uh, Makachev in his first fight. He I, he shouldn't be ranked. I don't think he would have been if he had won his UFC debut. Um, and I just don't think he's been. He is ranked. Enough. I mean, if he he what is he number fifteen? He's number fifteen. Ah, oh, he's right at the door. Okay, so uh, so again, I don't I don't think I have him that high up in my rankings. I'm gonna I'm gonna check. See, I don't see this is where I. Oh gosh, why can't I find him? Our oh no, ah oh, there he is. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh okay. no, see, I only have him at 24th in my rankings, so I don't have him near the top 15 yet. If, uh, if we're being real, so and I say this as a big fan of Surgeon, but I think people know by now. I need to see at least like three or four uh, UFC fights. Oh, he's had four. Oh, he's not. He's not three fight win streak. I stand by whatever it is I just said, <laughs> without without justifying it, Mike. I stand by it without justification. Uh, what a the, tough stretch that is from Waikano to fight Fazeev. <laughs> Herbert was like, and then Sarukian. Ooh, he's got man. the talent for it. He's got the talent. He's he's one of the deadliest guys on the ground. He's a great kickboxer. I know he said he's like kind of maybe fell too much in love with his striking, but he is actually a really good striker. Uh, so it's 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 a, it's a tool he has. You know, he beat Calvin he Cater in a fight. Yeah, right. Uh, and Jeremy Jeremy Stevens too. Am I getting mixed up with someone else? Didn't he beat up Jeremy Stevens? Or am I thinking of? I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won. Yeah, he he. Yeah, he won decisions against Jeremy Stevens and uh, Cater. Um, but yeah, I, I, Sarukin came up a lot, and I I like that. Uh, and the the one that, the most popular pick for Julia Avila was not Jessica Rose Clark, though. Again, that's my favorite matchup. Uh, Lena Landsberg. People throw out Lena Landsberg. She is. Uh, she's been on a break for a while. She had a child uh, earlier this year, I think in March or April, uh, with fellow uh, with a, a former UFC fighter Akira Korasani. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what her plans are to uh, to return to competition. She may just be enjoying motherhood for now. Um, but uh, yeah, but I think the schedules could line up rankings wise, sort of where they are, like as far as prestige and accomplishments. I like it. So that, that one came up a lot. I prefer Jessica Rose Clark. I think that's the way to go uh, whenever she's ready to fight. But Lena Landsberg came up a lot. Um, any other matchups that uh, Feely versus Alex Caceres is one that came up, which is one of those I, I swore they'd fought and apparently they haven't. <laughs> Feely versus Lando Venata was one that came up a couple of times. That's uh, that's a good that's fun. That'd be so God Lando Venata versus anyone is just so much fun. Um, and Sachuku, a lot of matchups. Uh, Misha Serkinov, I think is a little too much too soon. Uh, but like you said, if I was Misha, I would take that fight now. If I'm Misha Serkinov, I'm taking that Enzuchuku fight now, as opposed to a year from now when who knows where where uh, how Enzuchuku will have developed as a prospect. Um, Jeremiah Wells, people want to see him versus Amiv, which I like. I'm a fan of the you replace a fighter, you beat their opponent, and then you you take you know you kind of took their spot. Now you get to fight them and take their actual spot in the rankings. So I thought that was that was a good one. Uh, anyone else, any others really jump out at me? Uh, Charles Rosa versus Mike Trezano. I think that'd be good. That'd be cool. Like and people had Damir Hazovic versus Kamaworthy. So those are some consensus. At least two people picked those. Now I'll try and go through quickly through some of these. Uh, got a lot of newbies this week. I'm very excited. First, in our emails, the emails are back. Zach Laugh uh, is our first time emailer. Uh, he wrote his his thing in all caps. I will not shout it out. I imagine he was <laughs> shouting. So I, I, Zach, I apologize. I will not read with the appropriate enthusiasm. He likes Boza versus uh, Espino, uh, Moikano versus Demir Asmagulov, and uh, I don't like this one. Shavkat Rachmanov versus. Uh, Miguel Baeza. Keep those guys away from each other for now. Keep yeah. Rachmanov is uh, ahead of him right now. So you got to, yeah, keep those. He is. He is. Rachmanov is ahead of him. Oh, yeah. 
Not in my rankings, sir. Not in my rankings. Absolutely, yeah. T- t- two submission, two f- two finishes, two two submission wins over those two guys. This, I mean, in He's your like first two fights, taller. He's like a foot taller than Frazeris. So what? It's not, <laughs> being, listen, God made him the way he is, <laughs> and uh, just as God made me, sir. And Baeza, unfortunately, even though he fought a, a very tough fight and it's one of uh-huh. the best fights of the year, he's coming off a loss. Sure, I'm not against it. I'm not against it, but I, I just want to keep. Yeah, it I don't want to see them fight each other, though. I'm with you on that. Right, right. Uh, another new emailer, Tom Roder. First of all, he says, happy birthday. It's not my birthday. It's never my birthday, but I appreciate the positivity, as always. Uh, coming in with Bozer versus Walt Harris, which, we, again, we've said kind of, oh, I'm not a fan of it. Feely versus Chaz Skelly, another one for me you can file under. I didn't know these guys hadn't fought before. Uh, he said, just throw in Pineda with uh, Charles Rosa, you know, two guys in the same card. Yeah. And uh, Moicano versus John McDessey. I think that would be a real – well, McDessey has pretty good takedown defense, so – I don't mind. Maybe we get to see a K1 Moicano again, uh, much to the <laughs> the disappointment, I think, of a lot of his, his fans who just want to see him just get his Damian Maia on people. And uh, Tristan Gordet is back. He had a message. Oh, he has a message for you. Okay. It's not, I, I don't think it's a mic check. I, I had to, like <laughs> three mic checks this week. Jeez. He likes uh, Feely versus Quar- uh, Billy Quarantillo. Quarantillo. Is it Quarantillo or Quarantillo? Tillo. Quarantillo. Uh, Quarantilla was supposed to fight uh, Herbert Burns. Burns tore his ACL. That's my note, by the way, for everyone else who's sending in Herbert Burns suggestions. He has torn his ACL. That means I would imagine anywhere from – we probably don't see him again for at least nine months. I'm not an expert on these things, but generally torn ACLs, you're out, you're out for a long time. So uh, please, people, no more Herbert Burns suggestions. Let's just hope the man has a has a speedy recovery. Uh, but I like that fight, Billy Quarantillo and uh, Rachmanov, Rachmanov excuse me, versus Randy Brown. Tristan's message from you, Mike. He says, "Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, though." Uh, Billy Q is now fighting uh, Gabriel Benitez on oh, that card instead. Oh, he does have an instead. opponent. That's yep. right. That's right. He did get a new opponent, Mowgli. Uh, Tristan says, "Alex, tell Mike heck that Jose Youngs was right." I don't know what this is in reference to, by the way. He says, "He says I don't feel I think something a, a matchup with Baez or something. I don't know." He says, "I don't feel." Ponzinibbio will take that fight and only wants to fight up. He's already fought a prospect in Baeza because of his loss against Li Jingliang. Oh, you go oh, because you're saying Rachmanov and Ponzinibbio, right? Correct. Okay, okay, right. So he says he's already fought a prospect in Baeza because of his loss uh, against Li Jingliang. I'm not saying that's not a great fight. I just feel that Ponzinibbio wants to pick up where he left off before the injuries. Remember, Ponzinibbio was on a seven-fight win streak before that loss against uh, Li Jingliang. So this is two two insta mic checks today. <laughs> Right, but I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Like he oh. got he got deaded by Li Jingliang, and I know it was like it wasn't fun. Like we wanted the comeback story and all that, but it doesn't change the fact he got knocked dead on ABC in front of the world. Like that happened. I'm sorry, beating Baeza, he he's back in the top fifteen. And that's great. And maybe he shouldn't even be in the top 15 after being knocked out like that and beating a prospect. And you know what? You are in this division. A lot has changed since you left, sir. A lot has changed. You gotta fi- you're gonna have to fight these guys. I'm sorry. You think Kevin Lee wants to fight Sean Brady? Guess what? He has to fight him. You know, he's not fighting him July 10th, but the plan is to rebook that fight. He's gotta fight him. His red, he, dude, fought for a time for an interim title. Mike is, okay, Mike, you're, you're, the, please, the level. I'm getting the upset. I'm a, sorry. You are entering a new level of, 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 I've never heard you get that high. Your voice I know. Get that high I'm before. just, 
Listen, you've had enough. Constantine Beard does not have any power in this scenario. I'm sorry. Like, Mike. he's not a big star. He's not Colby. He's right. not Connor. He's not. Like, you're going to have to fight this guy. I'm sorry. If they offer it, you're going to have to say yes, Mike. or you are screwed. Don't apologize. You were very cordial with our first two mic checks, and I was very <laughs> impressed by your patience and your understanding. This is three mic checks now. That In one episode, we've never had this before. It's clearly, it's gotten to you, uh, and and I think your defense is, is appropriate. So, uh, Tristan... Uh, thank you for the mic check, but I award you no points. And may God have mercy yeah, on your soul. And don't ever start off a mic check by saying Jose was right. <laughs> Automatic, no points. Yeah. You, that may cost you a point in the future. I'm taking the half point back, and now we get another half point for the bad cake. <laughs> oh, there we go. So it all balanced out. <laughs> we came out ahead, really. <laughs> Just kidding, Tristan. Uh, we love you. Oh, oh, we love you for sure. Happy, happy to see you back this week. Uh, we'll go to Instagram. I normally start with the new people, but I like this guy's comments so much. I'm going to save him for the last of the Instagrams. Just a handful here. Uh, Michael Conifrey wants to see uh, Hanato Moicano versus Mason Jones. It'd be a fun grappling battle. Uh, he's trying to get a hashtag going here, which we struggled a little bit. So he wants to see uh, Rachmanov versus Sean Brady. Brady, of course, now losing out on the Kevin Lee fight. Mike, you're not happy with it. How how about when you hear the hashtag for it, though? We, we workshopped this. Hashtag Shankov Brodmanov. <laughs> it's not, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't roll off the tongue. I admit as I, now that I, this is actually the first time I've said it out loud. I, I, and I, it's not great. I, uh. I dig the hashtag. It's hilarious. It makes no sense. Like it's just no. it's so out, out of left field. But that's why I like it so much. Um, listen, I I've seen that that matchup thrown out a lot. Why? Why do it now? This isn't bantamweight. This is not the bantamweight division. You don't need to match up these two guys right now. Like you can make that fight down the road. Top five. Build these guys up a little bit. Brady beats Lee, Rachmanov beats Ponzinibbio, or maybe they even give him Neil Magny or something. Get to that title eliminator spot, then throw those guys in there, or at least like have them both be in the top ten. That fight will happen, and I'm very interested in seeing it. Uh, just not right now. And Michael Conifrey, when it happens, we will. I will remember this. I will remember this. You're, you're just a little too ahead of the game right now. Uh, Matt Bradbury always coming in with some good stuff. Uh, Hadzovich versus Devontae Smith. Uh, he says just match up Pracnial with OSP. Again, two guys found the same card. And then he had a couple of uh, future suggestions. He says he wants to see uh, Covington versus Hamzat Shamaya. He says, hear me out. Someone commented on the A side. Whoever beats Hamzat steals his hype. Colby's already got a lot of hype and is being denied a teleshot. A win for either man is an immediate teleshot. Will raise their status greatly. Or just give either or both Bilal. Um, I mean, but Colby's probably just waiting for his tele shot. I don't see why he should risk it. But uh, that would be a, a money fight for sure someday. And he's also campaigning right now for Tony Ferguson versus Nick Diaz. Again, we don't know when Nick Diaz is coming back. I guess it's never a bad time to matchmaking for him. He says both Pastor Prime, both popular, both very exciting. Both Mexican-Americans. Put him in the co-main after uh, Alex Perez upsets Askarov and then have Moreno fight Perez. Okay, so he's trying to kind of create a, a Mexico uh, supercard. That's the, the the end of this. He says, uh, throw, he says throw Alexa Grasso. And Andrea Lee on there. Um, he said, "This is the biggest Mexican MMA card ever. Go Mexico City Stadium, eighty-seven thousand capacity." He says, "You're welcome." So Matt Bradbury doing doing a little work, doing a little promotional work for the UFC here. Nice. MMA heads throwing out some good ones. Uh, Valiev versus Asunsao. Asunsao. Did Kyler Phillips? I know he's out. Of, I know that. I know that fight is. He was supposed to fight Kyler Phillips. It's it's Phillips who had to withdraw. 
No, Asunso had an injury. He's out. Oh. Phillips is oh. now fighting Halion Paiva. Right. Okay. So this. So we don't know what the, what the nature of Rafael Asunso's injury is. So, uh, but I could see that happening someday. I don't know if that's next. Uh, Means versus Baeza. Who might? Who did? Who did Baeza beat in his uh, UFC debut? That got me so. Oh, Matt Brown. Right. Matt Brown. No, that was the second fight, wasn't it? But, but but yeah yeah but he's fine I'm, yeah I don't know I think I'm uh, yeah I think I'm getting Matt Brown and but and uh, Tim Means confused or something but yeah okay right so they haven't fought uh, yeah I don't know if Means want to take that one right now but uh, certainly not a bad fight Moikano versus Bobby Green Shavkat Rachmanov versus Elizu Zaleski and Charles Rosa versus Nate Landwer yeah I think Nate's gonna want to get back in there soon so could definitely see that happening Gardner Bailey coming in with. Uh, Feely versus Sung Woo Choi. I made a note to read this. He just says, uh, hard to give Feely a big push after the no contest, but I feel Choi gives him the fight he needs to be really knocking on the door of the top of Dean. Both those boys can crack. Gardner, you are not wrong, my friend. And uh, JD Fell, here's our newcomer. JD Fell coming in hot with uh, Gone versus, yep, another one again. Gone versus Gone to Lewis winner. Throw him right in there. Jones, and then he kind of breaks down how it affect the rest of the, uh, kind of the rest of the heavyweights. And then that's Jones versus Miocic. Uh, and he also had a fight for, he said Volkov should get the uh, Blades versus Strike winner, UFC 266. And then his last matchup, OSP versus Jason Herzog. So he's saying, forget the, forget the appeals, Mike. Let's settle this like men. Let's settle this like men. Uh, I don't agree. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not into street justice, Nate. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Uh, who am I ring? Uh, JD, but uh, I, I understand the sentiment and I, I, I laugh the suggestion. So, all right, a ton of Twitters here, uh, guys. I'm sorry. You know what? Twitters, you're, uh, you guys are coming in so hot all the time. So I'm gonna just skim through a little bit here. Denny Caps, first time contributor. I think I swear I've read this name before. Hadzovic versus Ricky Glenn. Ricky's fighting at lightweight, right? Yes. Yeah, Hadzovic versus Ricky Glenn. Charles Rosa versus Alex Caceres. Uh, another newcomer, semi-casual MMA that left us a really nice message. Um, they've been listening since December, Mike, and now have have finally finally found the courage to to contribute. And uh, one of them that really stood up for me was uh, Enzuchuku versus Jamal Hill. Again, the, the, these are guys who maybe want to fight. Like we said, I said with Misha Serkinov, maybe want to fight Enzuchuku now because, as you mentioned, later on, this guy could be super even more dangerous than he already is. Man, are we really are we ready to push Kennedy up into like a top fifteen fight? I don't know. That's what I wonder. I don't know, but like like you said, it's like maybe these some of these top fifteen guys want to fight him now because he's got a bit of hype behind him. You beat him, I think it's kind of a, it, you know it matters. It's he is dangerous, but again, if you feel like he's not where he's going to be yet, now now's the time. So, uh, and semi casual MMA also says y'all are a major region reason why I even made this account to begin with. Best in the business. I assume he's. Ta- I mean, it's possible. He's talking about MMA fighting in general, but I assume Mikey's really just talking about you and me. Yes, the, pe- I think, the, I think, the people show. I think that's fair. Uh, at Nicklinville, another another new uh, newbie at Nicklinville on Twitter says, "Call me crazy, but I want to see Cyril Gan versus John Jones. If neither are getting the next go at the belt, I said he was a madman. Obviously, he's not because other people have suggested it." He says, "I pride myself on that insanity." So, Nicklinville, your insanity has been noted. The UFC report on Twitter. The UFC report. It's a big fan of the show. Uh, some fights to share. Uh, Bozer versus Sergey Spivak. I'm surprised that didn't come up. Um, Valiev versus the Song Kenny winner. Yes, I agree. And then uh, Moicano versus the Where Is This Guy? Rajanal Ayaquinta. Where is he, Mike? 
I don't know. Where is he? Selling <laughs> selling houses. The market is hot right now, AK. He probably is making money outside the UFC and is not in the biggest hurry to get back into getting his head punched in. Another newbie, Ben Davison, UKY, go Wildcats. Uh, Bozer versus Romanov, he's on that train. Uh, Rachmanov versus James Kraus. Jeremiah Wells versus Francisco Chinaldo. Hanato Moicano versus Christos Giagos. Ben Davison, get out of my head. Uh, Sean at SD Coughlin, uh, Utah State. Uh, guys, if you put, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to stop. If you put your university in your uh, profile, I'm just going to shout it out because I love doing it. Yeah, Utah State, go Aggies. Uh, he wants Feely and, oops, am I reading the, oh, I'm reading the wrong one. Apologies. Uh, I got this a bit mixed up. He wants Feely and Pineda. Oh, here's, here's why. He says, as a Sacramento native or anyone that likes an entertaining fighter, he says, I feel terrible for Andre Feely. They need to rebook that. So uh, there's a little, a little California bias there. And Do they need to com- rebook that? Do they? This, the people of Sa- Sean speaks for the people of Sacramento. The people need this. Uh, no, I mean, I think if you're Feely, you, you just want to move on. Uh, and another Gon Jones suggestion now. All right, now let's go to our, our regulars. Again, these guys just... I don't know. Do you guys sleep? Do you guys just think about UFC all the time? <laughs> um, so I won't read all these. Again, your suggestions are noted. I won't read all these. Uh, and uh, Liam Perry coming in with Ensuchuku versus uh, Oleksichuk. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Moicano versus Hernandez. So there you go. There's another vote for that. And then Valiev versus John Castaneda. I think Valiev's pretty far ahead of him in that. Yeah. I mean, I like John, but no. Yeah. You can't do, I, 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 can't I do it. That's a giant step back. Yeah, relative UFC experience, it's not crazy. But I think, again, if, if you know, you need to have a little bit, if you know more about these fighters, Valio's a bit, just a bit ahead of him. All right, uh, let, let me sit, sit, let me no. ask you this one, because I just thought yeah. of it. I want to get your take on it. What about Enza Chukwu? And I know this guy has a fight booked already, but let's just mm-hmm. say, like, it's, I mean, it's 2021, anything can happen. If Devin Clark can't make it oh. in September, Enza Chukwu versus Iwan Kutalaba. I feel like that's per, that's a perfect fight. Oh, Fast fast starter versus late finisher. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that we, would be fun. we could get wrestler Kudalaba. Kudalaba is so unpredictable. I just, you just don't know what you're getting with that guy. Uh, yeah, no, I'd love that. I, I I, I'd love, and, I, and I could see it happening. Yeah, if we're talking about what, what's likely to happen, that's, yeah, I could I could see it happening. Um, Prakneo versus uh, Don Jung. I just bring this up because Jung, again, was uh, like like uh, Chaos, was matched up with everyone in his division that fought on this card. So <laughs> I may skip over. Guys, I may skip over some of the other Jung matchups. Um, Tok Gerding Jensen, our man from Denmark. Uh, I want to read out this guy's message too. Uh, Moikano versus Atman Azaitar. So he's like me. He's not quite putting them, separating him from that pack yet. I, I got Atman. I mean, Atman's had, it's been okay in the UFC so far. Uh, Nicholas Dalby versus uh, Impa Kasanganai, and I only read this because uh, he's a fellow. He's a fellow Dane. He's Tokes' fellow Dane. So I did. I, again, I don't. Li- I like to pass over losers usually. But um, gosh, where's his comments about this? Uh, anyway, he yeah, he essentially said, "I know you guys don't pick, don't mention users, but this this one's for the Danish." So good effort from uh, Dalby. Anyway, he he deserves to be mentioned. And uh, Feely versus, oh, I mentioned this before, Vanada. He said, just, he said, hard to give Valiev credit for a win matchmaking wise when that felt very draw ish. Instead, he can fight another crushing competitor trying to crack the top 15. And his argument, and then uh, his argument for Gan versus Miocic, another masterclass from Sidel Gan. He's just something else. It's time for the cruiserweight championship of the world uh, title eliminator for the challenger after Derek Lewis. And John Jones. So some ways to go, but either way, 
he believes the path to for God lies through Miocic. Just a few more to go here. Michael Perugini, uh Again, I'm skipping over a ton of matchups. There's just so many. Jeremiah Wells versus Alex Oliveira. And he has a parting note for Medeiros. He says, off to Bellator we go. This could be the last time we've seen uh, the always entertaining Jensen Medeiros in, in the cage, at least for now. Hayes at the third. Uh, he says, gone versus Stipe, but thinks gone has a 30% chance of just sitting around getting the next title shot. That's pretty good, 30% chance. Another person wants who he wants to run back, Philly versus Pineda. Uh, and he had a, he likes Charles Rosa versus Ludovic Klein. What's, oh, what was Klein's... Klein's last fight. Uh, did he, he? He has fought. He did fight, right? Since the um, the weight miss win, right? Against. Uh, uh, I don't I'm think all, so. I, I swear he. Guys, I remember. Sorry, guys. We, oh no, he lost. He has a lot. Mike, the Mike Trezano fight. He lost to Trezano. Yeah. Did okay. he lose? So, did he lose that fight? Did he? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's not that's not a bad matchup at all, though. Uh, Braden O'Neill and Suchuku versus Ed Herman, Alonzo Menafield winner. I like that. UFC 265, August 7th. Uh, Hadzovic versus... Th- this is in deep cuts, so I have to bring them up. Hadzovic versus the Yorosh Medic Jalen Turner winner. UFC 266, September 25th. I did not remember that fight was happening. And uh, Feely versus the Toporia Hall winner. UFC 264, July 10th. I thought about that. I don't... I don't. It, it wasn't my top choice. Or Feely versus uh, Gavin Tucker. Uh, Marcus McGahey. He calls this... On to the next one. The read the uh gone with the win edition nice gone no gone i'll just repeat it just just to, to out of disdain gone with the win marcus i should block you uh <laughs> valiev versus jimmy rivera moicano versus joel alvarez hadzovich versus terrence mckinney bozer versus chase sherman parker porter winner mike august 21st they're far behind you think they're behind him they're both behind him, but I'd watch it. And I like what he said. <laughs> he, he wants Barcelos versus... Oh, I'll just read his Barcelos matchup. He says, if I had my druthers... I just love when people say that. Bar, Bar, uh, Barcelos would get Valiev's teammate, Frankie Edgar. It won't happen, but that's the fight I would make. Despite tonight's decision, Barcelos has long deserved an opportunity to fight a ranked opponent. I, that's actually... That actually makes sense. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Collins, when he wasn't checking you, Mike, also said uh, Bozer versus uh, Tuivasa. I feel Tanner needs a fight that he's going to keep it standing, and this could be a good match for him. Plus, he can open the beer with his teeth so that Tuivasa can do his shoey. That just all sounds disgusting. What are we? What? No, now I don't know. I shouldn't have read that. And uh, Timor Valiev versus Nathaniel Wood, which I think would be an awesome, awesome matchup. And lastly... Uh, Barry O'Reilly. I'll, I'll end with Barry O'Reilly, our man in, in Ireland. Uh, Prakniel versus Oleksichuk. He says, um, Poland versus Poland, unless they're teammates. I don't think they train together. I think that's that could happen. So it would be like a KSW main event. Uh, Rachmanov versus Shemaev. I'm into it. Uh, and Suchuku versus Krut. Uh, Krut had a leg injury. He says he'll be ready to fight again in October. No. Just it's a too, firm it's note. too soon, man. It's too Ford. soon for a fight like that for Kennedy. Yeah, it's too soon for that. Um, I, I know, just just to throw this out there, I had to look it up. I, I was pretty sure that I was correct about this, but um, Enzichuku and Alonzo Menafield are teammates at Fortis MMA. Uh, okay. So now, if Ed Herman beats Alonzo Menafield, you that have a built-in storyline. I'm perfect. fine with that. That's probably like the best possible, outside of the scenario you just laid out before, the replacement. Um, 
if, if it's a normally regularly booked fight, yes, Ed Herman beats Metafield, then that's yes, that'd be amazing. Uh, the other reason I want to read Barry last was I think he kind of has a question that I think it's best for you to answer. Uh, first, I want to give him credit for uh, Avila versus Jessica Rose Clark, one of the guys who threw it out there. And again, I love, love that matchup. I think that's the way to go. Valia versus Chito Vera. Oh. Chito will say yes to anyone. I almost feel like we have to protect him from himself. He'll he'll take that fight. But I think Chito keep kind of moving back I think up. you got to do the Jimmy Rivera fight now. Like, I, right, I just, right. yeah. Chito, yeah. But he would say yes, yeah. So, uh, so this is kind of, oh, this is really a question I have for you. So he says, uh, Tim Means versus Randy Brown. And he describes Tim Means. He says, Tim Means, who threw head kicks like his lookalike Tom Brady throws TDs. Um, so really, I'm going to end uh, the, this section with a question. Does, you're a New Englander. You've seen a lot of Tom Brady in your life. Uh, does Tim Means look like Tom Brady? If he's shaved. Um, Try to imagine if he's shaved. shaved. Let's see he's clean shaven. He's, I mean... Wow. Are you seeing it now? I'm not against it. I'll say that. I'm not against it. It's like, I don't know, like for, for the old like Full House fans and like shows of the 90s, they always had like sequences where you had like the regular dude and then you had like the evil bum looking dude. Like Danny Tanner would have like, Danny Tanner would have like, you know, the clean, you know, the, the the clean version and then he'd have like the the version with the leather jacket and the the and the stubble and the and the bandana it was like you know just grimy Danny Tanner like this is the the evil Danny Tanner Tim Means is kind of like the evil version of Tom Brady like if so Tom could, like if he went down if if Tom Brady like went down the wrong path like yeah, maybe if Tom Brady wrong, like yeah. decided to play baseball instead of football yeah like maybe this is he like never what meets we he gotten. never meets he never meets Giselle yeah never. Never plays in one Super Bowl, much less twenty. Yeah, however many. <laughs> the great he doesn't become the greatest of all time. Well, well, Barry. But Tim I Means ran a- very ser- very very serviceable fighter. I'm a big. I, I like Tim okay. Means. He's great. There's a. I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say like wow. That's that's something I never thought about before. He looks exactly like Tom Brady. I won't say that. Uh, but I I guess I can see where he's coming from. If he dressed up as Tom Brady for Halloween, you'd be like, oh, okay. I see why he did that. Yeah, he'd have to like cut his hair and <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Like that's that's a deep look right there. Good, there good on go. you. Yeah, thank you, Barry Rally, for that uh, that provocative thought, that thought provoking question, and thank you everyone, of course, all the listeners, for your suggestions. Send in, of course, your fight picks and your uh, celebrity lookalike comparisons. We will we will judge those as well, uh, and of course, send in your mic checks, guys. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee, Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee, uh, email alex.lee at sbnation.com. Mike, where can they find you? Uh, Twitter at MikeHack underscore JR, Instagram M underscore H-E-C-K-J-R. Um, you know where to find us by now. We've been doing yes. this for now 49 episodes. We have a means... lot of first-time listeners, Mike. What yes. are they listening for the first time? You know, yeah. we, gotta let, we gotta let them know. Ep 50 is next. The what? 50th episode no. of On no. to the Next One will be the next show. So I was That's pondering awesome. what, how we should do this. Like, should we give the peeps like a show in between 264? But I say no. I say no, AK. No. I say no. the 50th episode has to be reacting yeah. to the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that's what we're going to do. So join us in two weeks as we react 
to all the big news coming out of UFC 264, which, of course, is headlined by Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor 3. Co-main event at 170 pounds, a massive fight between Gilbert Burns and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. How this fight's on the main card, I don't get it, but it is. Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy. Uh, Irini Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya on the main card. Sean O'Malley versus Lewis Smolk on the main card. And then the prelims, AK. Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit. Nico Price versus Michelle Bejeda. Dreykus Duplessis versus Trevin Giles. Ryan Hall versus Ilya Taporia, oh, AK. Fingers crossed. We're still two weeks. Come, please. <laughs> Jennifer Maya versus Jessica I. Omari Akhmeda versus Brad Tavares. Uh, Zalgis Zumagulov versus Jerome Rivera. Clearly fighting for his job. And Alan Amadovsky versus Yao Zung Hu. Hmm. Uh, that's it. That That's still, how many, what do we got? 14? Is that a 14 fight card? That's, that's a 14 fight card, even with losing Sean Brady versus Kevin Lee. So we will have a lot oh, to right. discuss. We might have to do... Because it because it's at fifty AK, we might have to do main card and ESPN prelims. I think we have to, given some of the names that are that are on that card. It is at fifty after all. I think that's what we're gonna do. Yeah. So a jam. Yeah. So we will make up for no show next week. It is plus it's a, a long weekend in the United States, Fourth of July, Independence oh, okay. Day weekend. Perfect. Plenty of time uh, to listen to a longer show. Yes. So that's what we're gonna do. UFC 264 Fallout. Uh, the next time you hear us, two weeks from right now, uh, on on to the next one. We appreciate you checking out the program. Thank you for all your suggestions, even the mic checks. It means a lot. But Best part. That's right. But until then, MMA is supposed to be fun, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take this stuff too seriously. We'll have more fun right here, following UFC 264, and on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.